Hi ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Such A Good Movie Podcast, where in this episode, three guys will give an opinion they were never asked for, um, and today we're going to be talking about A Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, yeah, my name's Steve, and this is Luke, and this is Luke. Um, the second Luke is going to be referred to as Diz, because that saves confusion and we've been doing it our whole adult lives, and I don't remember why we started there. Or the one who says his name normally. <laughs> <laughs> um, for those who don't know, Nightmare on Elm Street is a horror film about a creepy guy who has nice for hands, pretty much anyway. Um, and he enters people's dreams or nightmares, and mainly teenagers for some strange reason. Um, and basically kills them, but then they die in the real world. This is the premise. That, that yeah, is, this the, is premise. the premise. That is, yeah. That's for people who um, are like, oh, I'm just going to listen to this and I don't I, know what it's about. But <laughs> I, I, will, I will correct you there. Uh, Freddy kills the children of the adults of Elm Street or Springwood or Ohio. Oh, yeah, yeah, there, fair There's enough. a reason behind it. That's fair. But, yeah. So it's not, there's not some strange reason. So there's no strange reason. Well, okay, no. that, was, that was my own wrongdoing. Um, school 101 for Steve um, and I just watched it I literally just watched it earlier on today mm. um, when I, I was, was going to say something but I don't really want to bring it up just yet maybe later on in the podcast okay yeah we don't want to okay. bring that up um, <laughs> maybe later <laughs> anyway how are you guys doing not too bad not too shabby not doing too bad at all good good um, we yep. are joined today obviously <laughs> by our other friend Luke as I said Diz um, you're a big fan of Nightmare on Elm Street, aren't you? I am a fanatic, a Fredhead, as we like to call ourselves, um, <laughs> through and through. Uh, <coughs> yes, it's my favourite film of all time, not just my favourite horror. I have seen my, the merch. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I collect the memorabilia. Um, you know, I've met Robert himself, which was a, a bucket it. list thing <laughs> that I managed to achieve. I love He's that such a nice guy. Oh, yes. Your face is like so adorable. Well, um, you, look, I... you literally look like, my dreams have come true. <laughs> like, that's yeah. like, oh, I love it. Well, um, so while I was queuing up, I could see Robert and he was taking the photos because we were all in the queue to get them done. And um, he was just alive, man. He was just like, everyone, just like, have fun, have fun. And he's like, as soon as he put the glove in my face, I just fanboyed out and was just like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> so I was just like, yeah, it, it's, it was a bucket list moment for me to, oh. to meet the man. And yeah, um, it's, it is without a doubt my favourite film of all time, my favourite movie franchise, my favourite. No, it everything. has been, it always it's, has been. The first yeah. person I thought of. When I knew we were going to do this, was I? Diz, Diz loves this. Um, well, how old were you when you? Can you remember, or is it that long it, ago? That you just, um, I don't know. No, it was a long story. I, 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 my uncle had some VHS tapes on his shelf, right. uh, and I picked them up. And the good thing about the eighties was all the horror had amazing artwork. Okay. So obviously, as a kid, you pick up and you're just like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, so I was just instantly just tapped in I was just like what is this uh, and then I, my uncle would tell me he's just like it's Freddy Krueger and then he'd tell me a bit about it and I was way too scared to watch it I actually didn't watch the film until I was 12 uh, <laughs> but I was like 5 or 6 when I got Freddy Mania 
basically, and was right. just like obsessed with Freddy Krueger from, from that point on. I needed to watch them, but was just, as a kid, way too scared. So like, it took me a while to pluck up the courage, um, and now here we are. Like I've just, I've just been, since probably six, just been obsessed with Freddy. And it it's, just it's hasn't, it? it's just got bigger and bigger as, as the years have gone on. Now 34 and, you know, my own daughter is just like, oh, Freddie. <laughs> oh, man. Like, you, know, yeah. you know, she's not phased by it. She's just <laughs> like, yeah, this is, that's good. That's yeah, good. It's a, you know, <laughs> to a degree, it's, it's just, oh, that's dad's thing. He, he likes that thing, you know? Um, so, yeah, it's played a big part in my life, actually, like in several different facets. No, so, I get that. Yeah. And I get that because even though when I was a kid, I didn't read any of the comics or stuff, Spider Man's always been a big thing for me when I was there always had a Spider-Man tour, a Spider-Man outfit, um, but I'd never read any of the comics back then, I'd just about watched the TV series of the 90s. I watched um, um, Nightmare on Elm Street on Christmas Eve when I was like eight or nine, I can't remember which one, <laughs> but I remember, I just remember watching it because I was like so excited obviously, as, as you are, it's Christmas Day next day sort of thing, I remember just like, just checking if my mum's like on the bed yet and that stuff and then I went downstairs and she was watching like on Elm Street and she didn't know I was watching it but I was like at the top of the stairs just watching it like just like, Oh yeah I remember you <laughs> like, telling that, that story last up, week. Like, I didn't know what the fuck was going on in the film. Like I, I saw parts of it because obviously I'd have to go run upstairs sort of thing get back into bed like mum's kind of check around whatever but it just opened, that kind of did open me up to horror in the sense of it. Mm, I mean yeah okay. I've always been obsessed with Chucky but that's different that's more like who is that person? Mm. Ah, so my thing. I want to know what this, and then I just loved it. But yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street was actually yeah the first horror film I actually ever kind of watched. And I didn't yeah. Just talking about your first experience with it, I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah. But that's the moment. I thought I thought we were done there. Where I went, um, I didn't mean to interject. Um, I watched Exorcist when I was nine. That shut me up. That I couldn't go home. Same, same with me. Exorcist I watched and um, it got to the point where she was stabbing herself in the vagina with a cross and I was like, ah, what's going on? Because I was only like six or seven. Um, My dad was like, he'll be fine. My mum was like, he won't. And my mum was right. Um, With Nightmare on Elm Street, I watched that when I was really young, probably about five or six, something like that. But the one I watched was... And I think that was 94, did I? Did we say this the other day? I spoke oh, to you about, about the other day, um, um, New Nightmare. Nightmare. Yeah. yeah, and when I was a kid, I remember being a bit confused and thinking, this is... Because I wasn't old enough to get that it was a film now taking place in the real world and the actors were... Um, I think my brothers had watched a couple of the films, so I saw bits of them until probably my mum was like, get out, this is not suitable for you. Um, so... Yeah, it was it was weird for me watching that and then years later looking it up and going, right now I get it. That's why it didn't make sense to me and that's why their names were different and mm-hmm. things like that. Was... Oh, Wes Craven's new nightmare is a think piece. It's it's a uh, you know because Wes thinker. Craven's the director, isn't he? And, 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 and he also and, and stars he, in and it. He's, yeah. yeah, and he stars in yeah. it as himself. Which they is they cool. all star in it. It's, yeah, even Robert uh, Englund's in yeah. it for a bit as himself, isn't mm-hmm. he? But obviously he plays Freddy as well. Yeah. Because this is an updated version of Freddy, isn't it? To, for, to look more as I think Wes Craven originally imagined him no, to look. No, 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 no. With New Nightmare, um, the, the reason that Freddy looks the way he looks is because Freddy's actually a demon um, that's, yeah, la- not, that's yeah. latched on to fr- like the, Freddy the, the, character. the character and um, that's the demon's like form. 
basically his right. his Freddy form, so to speak. Um, but yeah, we digress. We're, we're going a bit too far along the franchise. We need to start at the beginning. <laughs> no, that was just my personal experience because I remember when people at Halloween would go and like dress up as Freddy Krueger, they'd have these claws that I thought, well, it looks like Freddy Krueger, but it doesn't look quite right to me. It doesn't. I remember always thinking, it's all metal, wasn't it? And always being confused because when I was younger, that's what I'd seen. And then it wasn't until years later I saw the actual original '84 properly and took it in and took it on board. Because yeah. when I was a kid, I definitely did see it because I remember the bit where Johnny Depp, you know, his bit. <coughs> I'm not going to say that. Glove. Now, there's three of we, them. Three free gloves apparently. Oh, was there? Made of rubber, balsa wood, and metal. And then yeah, there's three of them. That sort of thing. But then yeah, apparently in the film. <clears throat> the glove you see on the scene, the first one, yeah. is uh, you. You might know the actor. Or that's not that's not Robert, Robert England's England, holding no. the glove, is it? It's no. um, uh, what was his name? I've got to say that's one fact mm-hmm. I, I I've that's uh, run away from me. I, I can't quite put my finger on who it was. Maybe David Miller. That sounds he was, about um, right. He was thing. to do with the effects. But a little story about, so yeah, I first watched Nightmare on Elm Street when I was probably around 12, but around when I was about six or seven, uh, my auntie and uncle went out for a second and left me and my cousins in the house. And I suggested to them that we should put the film on. So we put Nightmare on Elm Street part one on. So you guys have watched it recently, so you're pretty fresh, right? Um, We see the goat, uh, the sheep, you remember that bit and we're just like, what the fuck, she's in a white gown, she's yeah. like, you know, walking along this boiler room, we're just like, fuck. And obviously the screeching starts happening, and then there's that bit where she's sort of trapped, um, and he comes up behind her, yeah? And then she wakes up. My, Me and my cousins lost our shit. <sighs> we put, so we put it on, we got to that point, we lost our shit, we turned it off, we ran away, it was, and uh, that actually probably was one of the reasons why it took me so long to actually watch it till I was tw- uh, like that far on at 12. That's true. I mean, is because as a kid, we decided a bit too young to put it on. Yeah. I still haven't watched The Exorcist. See, I, did, I didn't I get mean, The Exorcist <laughs> is, a, is a long watch and there's a lot of filler. Um, but still, yeah, so that, that was my first, first interaction with watching it, but I didn't watch it all the way through until, uh, I was 12 and then I watched literally pretty much all of them. I can't that, believe... That's brave, that's brave, man. Like I said, I haven't seen The Exorcist, so I still, I still haven't watched The Exorcist all the way through because it's just scary. It scared me when I was young and it's, uh, I don't know. I want to because when I, I was, I remember I was really little... My dad said I'd be fine, my mum was like, and I wasn't, and it was maybe that scene, so I was like, what is she doing, I don't get this, Um, I haven't really had that chat yet, I don't think about boys and girls having different bits and stuff, so I was just, and why she was doing that, I was just thinking, why is she, why I'm confused, Um, and it was scary, obviously, because by this point she's all kind of, already fucked herself up a bit, she's looking a bit demonised, and then my mum put me in the next room and was like, I don't sound new right and I went, yeah, okay, like that. <laughs> 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 just crying. <laughs> I was like, yeah, six we digress so. on this one, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have. Um, but Nightmare on Elm Street, I did watch when I was about 
six or seven. Certain something <laughs> like that. And, um, probably no, no. I was going to say I watched it with, um, you know, our mate Jack. We all know Jack. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to name proper Jack by Jack for reasons why he may not want this. Uh, but he got scared, and then his mum was like, "Steve, when Jack comes round." No more, no more horror movies. Yeah, no, when I, first watched, <laughs> when I first watched that, yeah, I caught the part where Johnny Depp's just getting sucked into the bin and the blood's like, just going straight, yeah. That is mental. It's a great kill. Did you know that cost them quite a bit in the in production, apparently, because that set's obviously upside down, like that, it like rotates or something, mm-hmm. and it was rotated like, was it either just sat normally or was rotated to the side only, and it was like, everything was just, the scene was just completely ruined. Well, like, basically, everything the, um, <clears throat> gone and everything. The, the room's in a roll cage. Right, right, so that they can flip it upside down, so that they can make the the waterfall. The problem is, is they didn't uh, account for the weight of the liquid, right? So it starts making the the oh, rotating wow. roll cage roll, right? Nice. So there's water in a rotating room full of electronics. Yeah, that's quite like right. it, it got a little dicey. Mistake. It got a little <laughs> dicey. Um, is basically the moral of that story is that scene could have gone terribly wrong. <laughs> yeah. Poor old Johnny Depp may have not been the Johnny Depp we know now. Johnny Depp might not have been Johnny Depp at all without this film. Well, this is it. His introduction film, but also he he went for the part Isn't and he did a screen test one it or something, and then his thought he was like, I don't really, I'm not really sure about this. He wanted Charlie Sheen or something. And then um, Charlie Sheen wanted more money or something like that. But anyway, but his daughter, Rest Craven's daughter, liked what she saw of Johnny Depp. And she's like, oh, he's so handsome. And yeah. then he got the part purely because of how the daughter reacted to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's obviously, he must have done a little bit of good acting. But then where, where does he really act? Wes <laughs> Craven's daughter uh, apparently asked for him. She's yeah. like, please, daddy. <laughs> that's that's the yeah. daddy. Please, the handsome man. The handsome one. <laughs> um, <laughs> Johnny Depp hadn't actually done much until uh, it was his introdu- introducing role uh, was Nightmare. That's yeah. why in the credits it says introducing, introducing Johnny Depp because it was his first film. He'd actually been on, I think, um, Twenty One Jump Street was the only thing that he'd been on the TV show oh, okay. that they later remade. Um, but yeah, more, more about the cast though, you know, obviously you've got Robert England playing Frederick Charles Kruger or Fred Kruger in or Freddy, you know. Who was supposed um, to originally play Freddy, was it David Warner? Really? Da- David Warner apparently did a makeup test, but apparently David Warner also says that he has no recollection of this. Well that's fair, but as I said earlier to you, which, the, 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 what is on the internet the picture of him as Freddy sort of thing or how he would have been oh, that would have that would have creeped me out a lot more than what he actually is I don't know it's Robert it is over the top in a way in the sense of it it is over the top where that was just very much like no that's some people can look that ugly <laughs> I, what I would say is so obviously I didn't get a chance to actually watch the 2010 version um, with the dude, I don't know his name. Oh, you missed out, man. From, you really missed out. He's really, from, really missed out. He's Not from so Watchmen. <laughs> um, and he plays Rorschach, doesn't he? Um, 
what I noticed the, the difference of them two. I thought, from my recollection, he did a pretty good role because I remember watching it and going, I like this. The only difference, Robert Englund has these eyes that when he widens his eyes, he looks really fucking scary. Like in certain, like when he in certain lighting and he's sort of he's scratching and then he looks at him like that, you're like, whoa. Whereas the guy from, he has much, he sort of seems like smaller eyes, so it doesn't, it, that's the only difference I did notice. But other than that, I thought he did. Was it in the audition? So he put, apparently put cigarette ash around his eyes or something to make them like darker and whatever. Just like what, his and stuff. Yeah, Robert England, yeah, he did yeah. that before his his ring. The thing is with the remake, um, I actually kind of enjoy it. Um, horror nice horror, horror movies are campfire tales, and the remake it was a modern telling of the Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, story of Freddy Krueger. Uh, it appealed to a certain style that was around in horror around 2010. It, it, sit, it sits right <laughs> in the same style of the films that the era it was made of. You know, um, it has some nods to the original. It, it, it makes more sense in certain places. Uh, as for Jackie's uh, performance as Freddy, I think he took it in a different direction. Uh, they wanted the makeup to look more like a burn victim, like you know. Right, okay, it, yeah. that that's what. Yeah, they were no, going it wasn't for. as even. Robert Englund's old makeup was quite even, wasn't it? It was quite symmetrical, which didn't give. Wait, it also that proper. Does it, it doesn't. I think he looked a lot better in the new one. Like to me again, like as I said, like as in where it looked a lot more believable of mm. a burns victim, yeah. if you will, mm. whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. The problem that they then made was that they CG'd a lot of his face oh, as well. I didn't realise that. Yeah, there was, now so, that makes me want to watch yeah, it. So there was a, there's a little bit of CG going on which also doesn't help because like one of the things that I love about 80s slasher movies, because I love the Friday the 13th, so I love Chucky, I love Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, not so much Halloween. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is pretty good. You know, we can go through the list. I like Leprechaun. I'm just saying, I'm just going to put that out there. Um, but the practical effects that were going on at that time were so good, so inventive, so creative, you know, that you just fall in love with it. At the time of 84? 84, yeah, like okay. the 80s, 90s slasher genre yeah. at that point was amazing just because of practical effects. CGI didn't need to play a part because they were fully just imagining it and just making it. Yeah. You know, they were making it happen because they had to in real time, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, I just got this deep love for that era of it, horror, and that's why. I think it could be like so much more effective, though, isn't it? Like, when it is, like, I think, I don't know if we did talk about it last week or it might have been a week before that, I can't remember. But, um, as in, like, in The Walking Dead, when, like, all their props, like, a lot of them do look like, well, oh, that's quite freaky, like, it's real sort of thing because it is real, it is an actual well, prop. Well, I'll tell you this. CGI right? sort of thing is just completely. Recently, I was reading real. a little article that I thought I agree with that. So, obviously, everybody knows by now that Alfred Molina is going to be in this new Spider Man movie. And someone said his arms are CGI'd. And uh, there was a little topic Tom Holland going, oh, it was funny seeing Alfred Molina do what he's already done, but I have to relearn it because before it was puppet arms. And this is the thing a lot of fans say about those films, even though you love the Marvel films, there's a lot of CGI. And sometimes 
I really bloody appreciate when they go and make models and stuff. Like that first Star Wars of the new trilogy, it felt a lot better because there was like almost soddle CGI in there. Yeah. There was all these puppets popping out of the sand again, and it was like, hey, this is really cool. It CGI the sometimes realness, is, it? That's yeah. What, that's what's the best. Kind I'd of rather thing. see a puppet than saying it's just over CGI'd sometimes, and then ends up looking like a Pokemon. And sure, I mean, sure, some practical <laughs> effects have not stood the test of time and do look lame as fuck. Like, yes. Let's face it, you know, <laughs> there's a certain moment in the film that does look like a mannequin's just been. Dragged through a window. Oh, what the end? At the end. When he's on fire. No, no, no. Fun thing about the. That was the end. Yeah. The, that was all one it. take. That uh, Freddy on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like the, the stuntman was on fire. Went up the stairs. Fell down the stairs. Walked back up the stairs. <laughs> fully on fire. <laughs> and and I, I think at the time it was one of the longest like fire stunts. To to that point. Yeah. I'd, I'd yeah. give him that. He definitely done. He's got his work. Okay, they got his their paycheck. Then he got his work worth. <laughs> oh, fuck that. <laughs> so I'm gonna take the work, dear. Yeah, it was alright. <laughs> um, right. So, on the front of like, did we like it or not? Um, well, let's go. I'm, 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 I'm gonna start. Don't mind it. Um, what I would give it is probably I would give it a 5 out of 10 though now this is my reason why is I didn't get it I didn't get the ending that like felt that there wasn't a real uh, closure for me um, well, there and I was confused by some bits you know like so there's obviously the bit at the end when he's on fire and he's on top of her mum and then her mum goes like that and I was like Right, okay, is this in the real world or are you still in a dream? And I was like, okay, and you're ignoring you. There was just no real, it was just still a dream at the end. And I was like, ah, and I was like, now I'm just confused. Left me a bit confused. Uh, so, <clears throat> with, with the end, um, the producer wanted sequel if it right. was successful. Wes Craven, he wanted to end the story. Uh, she turns her back on Freddy. She wakes up. She, she's out. It was all a dream. The end. Right. Right. But Rob Shea was like, no, no, no. I need sequel. Like, just in case this really hits off, I need to be able to make a sequel. Um, and that's why the ending kind of gets a bit confusing. Okay. Because it's you know. Oh, Although I did yeah. like the car, I really did grew you? the car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when it goes like that over, and I saw the stripes, <laughs> I went, "Oh, they're all fucked." <laughs> yeah, the bit where the mum gets dragged through the window and that stuff. There was supposed to, be, yeah, there was supposed to be two different endings, wasn't it? Well, not two different endings, but I just said, yeah, yeah, that's. Uh... Well, they made the good choice there in the end, then didn't they? <laughs> they did. They did. Um... Made a bloody good choice considering it cost 1.1 million to make and they made the 57 million in the box office for it. Was and that that it, man, it, in its first three days it already cleared its money for 1.1 million stuff. to make 1.1 million, yeah. And then in the first three days it clawed its money back basically, yeah. Freddy clawed, Freddy clawed, <laughs> <laughs> but that would be 2.9 million today and that would be 150 million, yeah. That's so, insane compared to, compared to the remake. Oh my god. Yeah, uh, to make it would have been 
2010, 35 million US dollars. Sure, yeah, 35 million. And 44 million today, if that was today. And that would have made 170 million at the box office. So obviously, people like us are like, yeah, I want to go see it. Oh, a load of shite. Um, well, it wasn't a load of shite, but it was just, yeah. Anyway, it'll be 148 million today. Man. So I didn't even clear it, and that's just insane for how much they made the original. Well, it kind of stands, it stands to the. <laughs> to the to the testament kind of things. I know a lot of people love Nightmare on Elm Street. I just like it because I like Robert Robert Englund as Freddy Krueger, and I like his character. And it makes me laugh when he stretches his arms out and then really, <laughs> he looks like he's stretching his <laughs> So interestingly, while you talk about the figures that that film made, yeah. Um, New Line Cinema. Are you familiar with New Line Cinema? Yes, uh, oh, yes. So it, say, it, yes. Is, it is basically the house that Freddie built. Yep. Um, New Line Cinema was a distribution company, basically, before it made Nightmare on Elm Street. And Rob Shea, um, Bob Shea, um, he fronted a, a lot of the finance to get Nightmare on Elm Street made. Okay. Uh, and then there was a lot of other financial struggles as well, but he basically had to put up a lot of money um, but because of the success of Nightmare on Elm Street in the box office, um, then gave birth to New Line Cinema to make bigger movies. Fast forward, they're doing Lord of the Rings. You know, they did. The oh, Lord they of the did. Rings. Yeah, they yeah. did. That's what we talked about that last week. Like, Freddie, like I said about Nightmare on Elm Street, did actually save um, New Line Cinema from bankruptcy. Basically, it completely saved them. Like, and yeah, as I said, like there'd be, yeah, there'd be no Mortal Kombat. There'd be no. Yeah, it for me like the remake, the remakes even that's New Line Cinema as well, isn't it? No, the, the it, remake the, happened the remake because they New Line. they went somewhere up. New because New Line's now disbanded. Oh, ah. like it's um, something else. I can't I can't remember uh, to be honest, but yeah. So I wonder who owns the Freddy films now. Um, Warner Bros. Oh, okay. Warner, so oh I yeah, say, I think Warner Bros. Bought, bought yeah, I think Warner Bros. bought out New Line Cinema. Six hundred. Well, I think I could be wrong, but. Um, <laughs> So yeah, um, New Line Cinema was built by Freddie, and the subsequent sequels that got more and more successful pulled in more money, and so on and so on. They were the it, Nightmare on Elm Street was the seed that become New Line Cinema. Okay, mm. well, one of the things I would say as well when it comes to the story, I liked how this is one of the main things I remember. The 2010 version was just straight up like he was a big fan. They pretty much say it, don't they? I'm sure. Yeah, that's the original. It wasn't. No, no in the it, 2010 no, version. It was supposed to be a child. <coughs> it, it was supposed to be a child molester, but there was a lot of rising cases happening at that time of in the 1980s sort of thing of child molestation. Yeah, and they didn't want to. And then they didn't want to do it, so they said it was a child like murder. And in 2010, that's when he was yes, actually like senior child yeah. molester. But they, the, but they insinuate in the original. Yeah, it's yeah, insinuate. Like, I mean, like, let's face it. Like, if you're killing kids, you're still a bad guy. Like, they just. Yeah. stepped back from um, from the yeah. but that other than that it was obviously a, that made it then a really because he went after the kids that kind of got him in trouble didn't he because one of the kids was brave enough to say something or in the remake like yeah I think so was that, was that how well, it they, they, they started finding cuts and stuff on and then telling right. their kids about he takes us to the boiler room you know strange isn't it Oh. But um, um, the boiler yeah. room was apparently filmed in a jail. That, that that's a jail 
in the original Boiler room. room. Boiler room, yeah. And there was, it was full of asbestos. And, and the school, oh, Jesus. Yeah. And the school uh, is the same one in Pretty in Pink and Grease. It's the same school. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I think Boy Meets World um, wow. as well. It's going to um, it, it, honestly, it's, it's been in a lot of um, shows uh, as schools. Okay, Sabrina's been filmed in that one. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. With <laughs> <laughs> Boy Meets World, that's around yeah, the same it's, time. It's a lot. It? It's a, there was a lot that they, they used that particular school for shots of just schools. School. Just, yeah. That is purposely yeah. built set school like that. Oh, did you see that thing I sent you today? Um, strangely enough, I've come up today because I was thinking, oh yeah, don't forget, got to watch Nightmare on Elm Street later before I go do the podcast, refresh myself. It popped up on my phone first thing this morning and was like, the house from the Nightmare on Elm Street is uh, up yeah, for sale. Could be yours. For I was like, what the hell? And I was like, someone's listening. How like, much? Oh, uh, something like <laughs> stupid, like 3.5 million. Of course he's going to sell for that much because people know it's the Nightmare on Elm Street house and whoever has it as well knows probably it's value. It's like, yeah, well, but you'd think that sort of thing would be sold for less for people always coming around and trying to see it. No, because if it was me, I would open it up, <laughs> fill it up with Nightmare on Elm Street mem- memorabilia. Yeah, that's what set the person up like, her room as the way it looked as much as I could and make money off of it. Oh, that's part of my, my lottery dream <clears throat> is to actually get the Elm Street house built in my back garden <laughs> and have it as a Freddy museum. <sighs> like that's, that's the dream. But um, the house, yeah, I, I'm in a Freddy Facebook group and literally everyone's just like, guess where I visited? And it's like a selfie outside the house. So you can only imagine just like, Oh, They're outside again. <laughs> there was at work today something from uh, my suppliers showed up. Huh? Yeah, that as well came up today. Nice. <laughs> That's it's, brilliant. It's a Freddy Krueger glove. I'll get you paint to send can. that to me and I'll I'll post it. Um, yeah, you got to take the flame bit out of it, probably. I don't know. However, I don't know. Surely that'd be good advertising for them. I don't Maybe. Know. I don't ask know. Ask him. Let's see if we can get some contacts going. Some uh, <laughs> some sponsorship. Anyway. um yeah, but I'm, and again, like I say, I can't believe Johnny Depp's first role. And it's weird that that's not He's what I. He's loads of roles. That's what. I, that. Yeah, they, but they that's call them roles in America. They call them buns and other things. That I just would never knew him for this. I knew him for loads of other things, but not this. Really? I think the earliest thing I knew him from was from Hell. It, oh. Oh, I thought you were going to be Edward, is it? When I was younger, that's when I, about? when I finally oh, okay. knew who he was, and that's not something I ever knew him for. I, thought, I think I knew before I watched it today, or the other, and we watched a bit of it the other day, didn't we? But basically, I forgot that he was in there, and he's managed to remove himself. Because some people, they get a role like that, that's all they're known for. Like the girl who was in Nightmare on Elm Street. That's pretty it's much not the last time Johnny Depp is in the Nightmare on Elm Street film. Oh, isn't it? No, no. When's he in the double one? He turns up in the sixth and final, air quotes, uh, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. Okay. Um, as his character? No, no, just as a as an infomercial kind of guy. Right. So it's okay. like um, he he's on the TV and this guy's stoned watching the TV. Right. Um, and he goes, this is your brain. With two eggs, and he's like, "This is your brain on drugs," and then like smashes oh, it. Oh, I think I've and, said and then, that. Um, and then Somewhere. he gets hit in the face with a frying pan by Freddy, and he's just like, "Looks some, looks like some, uh, some eggs in a frying pan to me," like, and then like goes on to kill the the guy who's watching TV. But yeah, Johnny Depp 
it's pops up again. Yeah. I love stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so yeah. cool. <laughs> I don't know if I do like stuff like that because it breaks. That but does it what, right? What, okay. Well, think think, right. think yeah. about it this way, right? Freddy has the souls of his victims. Yeah, right. Well, yes, uh, they're you know exactly. so, all the magic. <laughs> it's one of those films where you you don't have to worry about stuff like that happening because this is a guy who doesn't he turn into a giant worm in one of them or a snake or whatever yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> exactly. It, it's it was like I was saying the other week. If you watch something like Child's Play and certain things you try to pick holes in it, at some point you go ask yourself like they go oh people who watch Marvel films go well it's not realistic is it and you go. What a man is dressed is. as a, a spider <laughs> swinging through New York. Well, mate, which? Where do I start? Come on, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? You got to lower your expectations a bit. Um, but I, I, five, I don't think it's bad. Five out of ten for Nightmare on Elm Street because I don't give very much a ten just because everything always has its flaws in some way or another. So I think a ten has to be. You've executed this perfectly. The story's great. There's no muck-ups in this movie or little bits where you go, mm, no, it doesn't... Do you know what I mean? Because you get hack jobs like... Sorry, that's my opinion, on the Josh Whedon Justice League. And then when the Snyder Cut come out, you went, oh, this makes more sense. And that could be the same for other movies sometimes. Like, you'll have a film that makes sense and so you get to the end and you go, huh? And then you find that, oh, no, there's a director's cut. And when you watch the director's cut, actually, it makes it look a bit more sense or seems a bit more complete. What about you, Luke? What, did, what would you score on that right Seven. Seven. Seven, yeah. fair. Yeah, I would. No, fair. And I that's mean, what I'm going gonna... to fight you both after this. I wouldn't. But, like, no, you gave Charles I, 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 I probably, I probably ten, wouldn't so. give any film a ten. Like, no. Yeah, I, no, this I, is I, what I'm even, even last week with Chucky, I was like... I was. I reserved ten. Did I say eight best. or seven for that? Yeah. I think it was an eight for Charles Pass I gave because yeah, there is. I'm not going to buy. There's obviously plot holes and stuff. And there's lots of plot holes in Nightmare on Elm Street. You can, well, the, as in the sense of the silliness of it, as well as Charles Play being obviously silly. It, like it is silly. You yeah. can't say it, everything is silly, but it it's all they're both they're Nightmare on Elm Street just pulled off well. It, it all has been so. Yeah, yeah, I'll give it a seven. Fair, fair. And, and what, what would you well. give it, Luke? Doesn't matter. It's going to be a 10, it? It's going to be a 10. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> I've got to be, you know, impartial, so to speak, about my favourite film. Right, sure, Luke would give it 10 out of 10. But if I didn't have the sentimental situation with that film, you know, like there's a fondness for that film, there's a history, and, and you know, I love the character. Um, but if I was watching it, if you put it on right now when I watched it, I'd probably give it an eight, eight point five sort of thing. Fair, no, no I think that's fair. Also, I'm all right with points. I'm all right with point fives and stuff. But that's okay. I love, <laughs> I love horror. So th- yeah. I'd critique it the same way I'd critique horror of that time of that genre, and it was a step above a lot of horror of that, that era. I, you know, it was a, it was smarter. It was, you know, a good premise. Like, so, yeah, I'd, I'd probably go 8.5. But yeah. me personally, it's obviously a 10 out of 10. No. Like, smashed it out of the park with. Like, no, that's fair. That's fair. Because there's going to be films that one day I would... Probably a film that I would give a 10 out of 10 for argument's sake. Because of so many things that I'd have to... I couldn't do it now. I'm not going to go into why now. Because it needs an episode for that one. Uh, but it's Spider-Man Homecoming. I would give that a 10 out of 10. 
for there's so I have a really good argument for oh. it, but but <clears throat> they, regardless, let's forget that one for the time being. Nightmare on Elm Street, though, what I would say is, like I said, I love Robert Englund as it. Um, I think maybe the reason that I didn't favour it as much is I felt like there was almost a repeat thing of Johnny Depp's character falling asleep and her being in a dream, and then that happened again, obviously, later on, and he gets savaged. Uh, yeah. But the thing I didn't kind of know until today is there's learning about the yeah the soldiers, apparently, this whole... Nightmare on Street being based off of a a condition of some soldiers. Was it? What did you say? Uh, some yeah, some you Filipino know the story on that one, so Some yeah, Filipino so. soldiers uh, were having really intense nightmares, um, and uh, to the point where they were trying to stay awake and they were scared of sleeping and stuff like that. And um, eventually, they like I think it was one of one of them died in their sleep, um, and when they like when they found the body and checked under the bed there was like a coffee mach uh, machine under the bed that he'd been hiding and stuff because he'd obviously been trying to stay awake and not not right. get to these horrific dreams and that's where Wes Craven was just like oh okay um, and then he took influences from his life and sort of embellished everything together to form the concept that is Nightmare on Elm Street I like that, but, uh, that's cool yeah the experience with a tramp at the window apparently yeah yeah he um like as a kid uh he thinks it was like some drunk guy but under, like you know walking down the road one night and he could hear him and he looked at the window and obviously the guy copped him yeah he and he's just like he stared at him like that so west put the curtain back um and then like pulled it to peak again and he just went Boo! Like, you know, tried to scare him yeah. or something. And then apparently he what was really up. creepy is as he was walking away, he was maniacally laughing that he'd got such a thrill out of scaring a little kid. And, like, that sort of added to the energy of Freddy. Right. And the other one as well, what was it with the old... Um, the, the new colours, the jumper was supposed to be yellow and red so that you could obviously see that he could shapeshift, like, being two colours, distinguished colours, and then... They changed them to red and green because they're apparently the most uncomfortable colours when put together, like for us to see. Oh, they make oh, us feel okay. uncomfortable or something. I like to see. I really like that. That was only chucked in like towards the, the ending of like, as in obviously the. because like, well, we we spoke to about the making of the film, like his idea, but we spoke about earlier on. That we were talking about um, just off a different subject. Stories that made us, and there's obviously movies that made us. And remember, I told you a little while back in Home Alone. Uh, they say in the movies that made us, I never realised, but Kevin McAllister's house is red, green, gold, to make you feel like it's Christmas, to make you feel even more like Christmas. The countertops, they're green. I was like, oh, what? So that's pretty cool that they had that. a psychological <laughs> thinking behind, like, right, how can we make this character? Whether that was Wes or whether that was the costume department going, well, I tell you what, no, it was West that read about it. And was yeah, just like, it was, it was West that read about it. It's a clever. Yeah, he's a, he's a very smart man, West Craven. Yeah. R.I.P. Rest in peace. Not I did not know he had. Yeah, he passed a few years back. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah.
was his movie before. Yeah, and he, like, he yeah. there's a villain in there, and he named one of the villains from Red Kruger as well. No, you named him Kruger. Oh, is it Kruger? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, um, that's a rough. Yeah, he did do Hills Have Eyes as well. I think. Oh, do you know what? Do you know or, what? Though? That is the best justice for any kid being bullied ever, isn't it? Years later, you make this grotesque horror mm. character that everyone loves, and you keep hearing your name, and you know you're that prick. Apparently, him. <laughs> the makeup artist who was in charge of doing the mask and stuff didn't didn't know what to do, like as in like I don't know. And then everyone who was eating a cheese pepperoni pizza, was eating a pepperoni pizza, <laughs> like, he, he didn't finish it. He was like rearranging, like that's what I want. <laughs> Yeah. It's insane, isn't it? You're like that. I can see it now. <laughs> I'd say more spaghetti pasta bolognese. <laughs> a moist bit of well, pasta you know. and pepperoni. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. So, so <laughs> kind of put my pizza a bit. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> so, other members of the cast. Um, I can't say. John Nancy's Saxon, name. who plays Nancy's dad. Um, yeah. That was actually really late on in his career. Uh, he's actually a very established actor. Past that point, he, wor- he worked on Bruce Lee movies with okay. Bruce Lee, like um, and a couple of other. I, I haven't watched much, but like I know that he he had a really respectable career beforehand. Um, as did uh, Nancy's mum, who's Ronnie Berkeley, I think is how I you pronounce her name. Um, she was in a heavily into like the music scene and the act- actress she done um nashville okay. and uh, stuff like that and it's uh, yeah she, so she was she had her own like, they were the two big names from back when you know that pulled people in oh they're in the film all oh, right okay i might go see that like you know it's not just a bunch of nameless teenagers we didn't know johnny depp at that point yeah, um, no this is it you didn't have his name to write yeah. off of uh because obviously that puts that puts bums in seat. No. Hello. <laughs> right. Okay. So I think we've gone a bit off track, but um, no, I've lost it. Hang on. What was your favourite so, scene? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think we've gone a bit off track, but. What I would say is we've not spoken enough about the story and the characters in the film. Which is fair. Um, so what did you guys think of the leads, Heather Langenkamp as Nancy Thompson? Um, Very convincing. <laughs> yeah, I... No, I she didn't does, she does do the perfect job of uh, portraying the character that she actually has to, considering she's only done a few Do you know what I'd before. actually say is that for the time... She doesn't. She actually was quite a strong female lead for the time. She fought back. She weren't. She weren't cool with Freddie's shit, and she weren't. She didn't play the damsel in distress. So that was actually quite cool. Which was probably, let's be fair, '84. Like really an empowering woman kind of time, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Do you know what I mean? But so it's Nancy, quite cool that it happened at that time as well. That that's what's good about Nancy is like she's uh, what you'd refer to in horror terms as a final girl. Um, so oh, the, the, makes the, it to the yeah, end. Yeah, makes it to the end. Yeah. So um, uh, she is one of the strongest final girls in horror. Oh, history. In horror, like really, I think so. She she took on Freddie twice, like and he done her dirty. Well, thrice <laughs> if you in, include um, Heather Langenkamp in. Wes Craven's new nightmare, but <laughs> she's gone up against Freddie, 
um, and she doesn't cower away from him. She, she just does it. She's she's a badass. She she's knows the tactic of to shut Freddy down, and that is to not be scared of him, not to believe, and makes him weaker. <laughs> she knows the tactic. Yeah, <laughs> and hitting herself also. Oh, yeah, of course, yes. But um, that's a drug that suppresses dreams. <laughs> by the way, uh, a fictional drug that suppresses dreams. Oh, um, later on in the franchise, that becomes a factor. Freddy vs. Jason, in it is that where it comes And uh, in Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three. Oh, they actually well. mentioned it was in yeah. there. Oh, well, Hypnosil was part of the dream plot. Was they it? They put them on Hypnosil. Oh. Right. Huh? Is that the Dream one? Yeah, number three. Which is fucking yeah. amazing. Because apparently, Dream Warriors was what he he actually wanted that to be new nightmare but the, the studio didn't like the idea at the time like, no, they said it was too it. much like dream weavers or something like that no they dream just weavers well i don't know about that it's i don't mean the name i mean the what happened That's to be new nightmare was oh. because he wanted that to be dream warriors number three but then the studio were like no we don't think people would dig that and they'll get it we don't think people would get it or something like that yeah that guy anyway the the Nancy is an amazing final girl. Yeah. Um, so and she's an, a great actress as well. Um, but you know, what did you guys think of the characters? So we've got uh, Nancy, Tina, Rod. Um, Who's Rod? Rod is the delinquent guy. The delinquent. Yeah. And, and Nancy's the first girl. The, the final get, girl. No, uh, Tina's the first girl to get yeah. it. Sorry, Tina. This yeah. is the fir- fir- Tina is mm. the first girl. Um, oh, and Glenn, who Teen... is Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Tina and the other guy's name, I've already forgotten. Um, Tina, I, I don't know, I didn't really get attached to her because she was in it for like all of five minutes, it felt. And then there was the delinquent guy's name? Rod. Rod. Um, d- I mean, he's Rod, get his rules. Rod, I feel skip. like, is I would want him to. It annoyed me that he ran off because wouldn't you surely stick around and be like, the first thing you'd want to say to someone is, look, you can see that how would I have got her up because her blood was all dragged up in the ceiling. It like, doesn't, you know, bear in mind, like, forensics weren't what they were. Um, he has a bad reputation in the town anyway. Uh, he carries yeah, a knife. Yeah, yeah, like, he's, he's young as well. Like, you've got to remember, these kids, these guys are still at school. Technically, like yeah. obviously they're like 18, 20, 20, 20. When, <laughs> like, well, they're like eighteen in school, aren't they? They're like, well, they're quite. You know, old what would you do if someone literally was just cut? Like you know, well, out of thin air. Out of thin air, it just happens. Like you'd yeah. just be like, right, someone's going to blame me for this. Fuck, yeah. I'm out yeah, here. Like, you got no. So, you make a you valid know. point, um, but I didn't really care for them because I didn't feel like I got enough time to know them as characters. I feel like Johnny Depp's character. I did want to poke him a little bit, just in the eye, just a little bit. So oh, like, anyone stop who... laying down, because every time you do, you fall asleep. Yeah, anyone who no. falls asleep with a TV on them deserves to die. Yeah, <laughs> and that as well. Just like, how are you doing that? How are you even comfortable? I did work. What? It's on your legs. That's like in your nuts, mate. You're not waking up and like, oh my God, I've, like, it's cut off all circulation. <laughs> yeah, I, I only really liked Nancy, to be fair. Her mum I liked because obviously she told her about what happened to Kruger. Her dad kind of did mean a little bit because he didn't seem to notice anything that Nancy was really... It's like, come on, she told you he's going to get killed and he is, he's dead. 
Yeah, but he didn't want to believe it. You've also got to remember that the mum and dad are separated at this point. They're going through marital problems. Um, uh, he's working all the time. You know, he's the sheriff. Is an old unsolved murder involving his daughter, her friends, and she's saying that it was some dude that she uh, that they killed a long, long fucking time ago. So, like. What's he going to be like? He's going to be like, oh, she's crazy. I'd be suspicious because I'd be like, well, how does my kid know about this person? Oh, yeah, definitely. But, like, denial is... I feel like they like, could have explored that more. They could have explored maybe him being a bit suspicious or him and the mum. Well, it was being a bit like, of a town... Oh, shit, did she find out what we did? And now she's trying to... Didn't the town come after Freddy in the end of, like... Yeah, the whole town... So, and there's no one happened, else made the link. On the scene. No one else seems <laughs> to have made the link either. Would there not be a link? Because this delinquent guy, his parents are still around because he's in the same town. So are Tina's parents. And apparently, it's the kids of all the people who hunted him down and burned him alive. Yeah, but the only so thing is, the case, is that they all saw him die. Yeah, but I'm none of them getting suspicious going, don't you think it's weird how everyone of us who was involved in killing Freddy? No. Are they not going to... No one's going to start making the link? No, because... Do you think like that's one little weak link? All successful horror films are all... Parents don't made believe made up of yeah. Parents no, of course they don't believe it. But after a while, you got to go. This is a weird suspicion, isn't it? I I know I would, and that's coming from someone who doesn't believe in yeah, ghosts. You know, you, like say, you say the same about ghosts it. don't exist. Like <laughs> the the town that it is based on, Pennywise, right? You know, he kills a certain time. At, like no one Every sits there and goes, years, "Oh, it's it twenty five years." I think. I think it is. Yeah, but it's like no one's sitting there going, "Oh, yeah, you know every." 25 years, some clown dude comes over, just kills a whole fu- fucking well, so load of us and then goes away. When the kid says it, when the kid says it. Yeah, the kids, but the, the kids can only, he's only fucking with the kids. Like, everything that Pennywise is doing, the parents can't see. Yeah, because there's that bit where they clean the bathroom, didn't they? The, yeah. the, the, the adult can't. can't like, what, what's the, the matter? And they're like, and that bit confused the hell out of me. And he's like, looking at her, and he looks concerned, but not concerned enough. And I was like, what? And then when it reveals... Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's my point. Right, uh, I would st- I'd still say that I would have liked to have seen them explore how the dad and the mum felt about it and how they were like, maybe them talking and stuff. But I liked Nancy, but I have to admit Nancy and Freddie were the highlights for me. I didn't really care for many of the other characters. We haven't really touched on the new Nightmare on Elm Street or the newer one. Um, it would be unfair the, for the scene. To proper yeah, yeah, yeah. But there yeah. is one scene, the webcam scene. You know, he falls asleep. The web. That's the only one which I was proper like. That's so. Oh, I like that. What that I like. Like he's basically that. he's got to stay awake because like they're all talking about like Freddy's and that stuff and that. And then he just you know obviously he falls asleep as you would. Um, and then yeah, he just goes just leans forward like very violently like <laughs> like smashes into the screen and you're just like I don't want to. <sighs> oh. <laughs> but it, it it was a good thing for the time of the oh that's an update that's a good update this is another reason for me to go and watch it and I'm looking forward to it I so. liked the concept of micro naps micro naps yeah, yeah. that was something they introduced in the remake where I was just like that makes sense your brain's like slow yeah yeah yeah, yeah it, does, like, it does do it yeah it makes sense I'm like oh okay like, yeah I get that yeah, yeah. someone done a, a sleep experiment on the radio and like it like I don't know, it's like 127 hours or something like that. They actually like start going crazy and they actually do go mental and they start hallucinating and everything. And then they, the brain does just go like off 
and then, yeah. So if that was to be the case in Nightmare on Elm Street, you would be effed because it'll be off and you are not waking up. No one's waking you up pushing it. If you are asleep, <laughs> well, at that point you are asleep. Which <laughs> is why it you makes are, sense you're as dead. well. That's probably why that uh, soldier <laughs> envisioned too much stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he gave him a heart attack or something. something yeah. like, like That's probably how it happens and stuff. <laughs> what was your favourite death of the film? Uh, Johnny Depp's easy, but my favourite part yeah. of the thing is when he comes down through the ceiling and it's like all like you could just see the outline of Freddie obviously just coming down like and all, and the stairs scene. So the, the bit on the pancakes. bed, the bit on the bed where <coughs> you know when she's sleeping and he sort of yeah. goes like that. They come, yeah. That was a wall of spandex. Oh wow, well, that did wonder that's how, how they it looked so tight to his face, sort of thing, like, yeah, in, like proper spandex. detail and stuff. Yeah, like that's that's just a wall of spandex. Because being like, yeah, that was just a bed sheet. Super cool. That's actually um, cool. my my favourite kill was Tina's. I thought it Tina's was idiot. it was horrific and it was bloody and it was it actually it, the, the scream, the scream, the effect itself, like. You know the whole implication Tina! of what was happening <laughs> for the first kill. That was a uh, it was uh, pulling out none of the stuff, pulling out all the stops while we're in and that stuff in it. Like that's... it was when she's getting dragged up and the way they managed to do it, so she was dragged up. I think it's a slice in the the stomach for me. Like on that one. Do you know what? As well, went through my head. Tina's dead. When, when she cut, she's she's screaming, and as she gets cut, her her scream starts to gurgle. Oh, that's that a good, bit, oh, I was just like, oh, oh, I didn't notice that. What yeah, I did notice is this. Good, when good. she's up on that ceiling, I was thinking this. What the fuck is going on in that nightmare? Like, what are you, are you on a, are you on a boat? Are you do, like, what's... No, she's there. But it's weird, no, but, but obviously in the dream, <laughs> what no, are her and Freddie up to? In the dream, that's what he's basically in her room. I could have sworn in the dream she was... So she starts. Else, she starts off at the back door, and then all of a sudden he's in the bed with her, right? Oh, okay. And that's how. I thought they were probably outside or something like that, because she gets kind of to the back door, and then Freddie grabs her, didn't he? Maybe. She's like, "How?" And so I didn't imagine in the dream she even gets back into her. But I was just thinking, I wonder what Freddie's doing with her for the point from her to go from the bed, get sliced open, then up on the ceiling. Um, but still, it was. Like you said, it was a really good action. Yeah, I agree with you. That one was the best. Second best is definitely just. It's, it's my favorite. It's my favorite kill of the entire series. Like it, I remember watching it for the first time and just being like, "Fuck!" <laughs> like <laughs> what? <laughs> like it was. Yeah, it was just so. It's so inventive. I love that about Nightmare on the Street. The kills are so inventive. Yeah. So, inventive. Sometimes they're not. Important in horror. It's just very mm. Yeah. No, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. So, would you got have you guys watched the other Nightmare on Elm Street films? Um, I've watched obviously New Nightmare, but that's quite a long time ago. Um, but I plan to watch the series now. After watching that first one today, I was like, eh, I'm gonna give the rest of the series a watch that, and see which one I think. Led to my next question was like, you know, given that you watched the first one, would you watch the the rest? There's another eight to watch. I just really? want to watch them because I want to see whether after I've watched them all, including the remake again, even though I've seen it before, but that was years ago, and then decide which one's actually my favourite and whether it is the original or... Because most of the time, it's like Halloween. No, Halloween is one of my favourites. 
I only like the original. I didn't like anything that came after that. Though I am yet to watch the new one where it's like a direct second sequel to the original where Jamie Lee Curtis is really old and stuff. So I have not watched those yet. Halloween and Halloween Kills or whatever it's called. So you've got Halloween 1979, I think it yeah, came out. The original. Um, then you've got Halloween 2018. Then you've got Halloween Kills. 2021. Right. Yeah. That, so, yeah, and then and all the other stuff then, in between. And then Halloween ends. Halloween ends is in uh, next year, apparently. And yeah. Okay. But I watch Halloween Kills, and as I'm not a huge Michael Myers fan, there's no point talking about it. You're doing Halloween tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, you're doing next time. So, so yeah, well, yeah. it's fine. Next week. Ding, ding, ding. Surprise for everybody. That's what we'll be talking about. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. But, back to Freddy. Yeah. Um, where were we? Someone's asking if you um, would want to watch the sequels. Ah, yes. The sequels and the franchise. Yeah, I'm, like I said, 100% mm. I'm going to watch them. I'm already, my plan is to ask you if I can borrow. <laughs> um, one by one, though. Oh, God. No, I'll no, borrow one, not, return just, one. No, 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 I've, I've got a box set, so I don't do single. Okay, alright, fair enough. But yeah, I've got, yeah. I would guard them for my box set as well, but I ain't. I ain't watched it in a minute. It's been a while. Mm. <laughs> but, um, and I'm looking forward to seeing New Nightmare, that's what I'm most excited to mm. see, and see how I remember it. Because there's one bit where I think it's right near the end, <clears throat> and everything's red, they're in like a big red hallway kind of looks like hell or something uh-huh. that's yep. stuck with me all these years i'm 32 i must have watched that so many years ago i wouldn't it's have watched it set piece, at least yeah. 15 years i reckon and that part sticks with me remember thinking even that young going whoa congrats <laughs> um what about you would you well, I might no, watch it. We're talking about it now, and it's making me want to watch it again, obviously. But yeah, if uh, you know, Dream Warriors, <laughs> I think, like you know, I have my own feelings about the original Nightmare on Elm Street. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of Part Two. It's, uh, you know, it's it's okay. Um, it, I still love it because it's Nightmare on Elm Street, and there's some good scenes. But it, as a a place in the series it's not my favourite it's probably my least favourite okay. uh, but Dream Warriors is the best if, if for, for non-Freddy fans I think Dream Warriors is the film to watch that will sell you on Freddy Krueger okay. and the, the series really yeah. but you watch watch number two because it's got some good moments and some amazing acting from like some of some of the people, especially Mark Patton, amazing actor. But um, yeah. Fair play. Well, um, we did this last week, but we did it at the beginning. But this week we're doing it at the end. Um, do you remember you asked you asked me about the tomato meter? Oh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. How they yeah. actually got it from how they get it their information today from obviously nineteen eighties and things like. That. Yeah, so like um, for anyone listening and for you two, go on Studio Binder. They explain it really well. But in a nutshell, it just 
it measures critics that do reviews regularly, ticket sales and things like that. Um, so it was basically what I gathered last week. It was roughly that. It's mainly on tickets though, reviewers and then audience reviews. Um, so the 1984 Night on Elm Street, we looked this up earlier, um, 95% for the tomato meter and 84% for the audience. Yeah, man. <laughs> that is, honestly, that's a sick tomato That meter. is an amazing thing. Um, cool. And. that film's fire. <laughs> and the remake, I was like, oh, that is harsh. 15% tomato meter. 15%. Yeah, yeah, kind of correct. And forty three percent audience. There's a funny story attached to the uh, to the remake when me and uh, Dizzle went to go see it. Do you, right. do you want to tell the tell the story or should I? Oh, yeah. okay, there's so, a story. <coughs> like, yeah, this is yeah. a nice way to so wrap up the podcast. We, we found out that the remake was happening. Yeah. And Luke was like, "Let's go to the cinema and see it." So we were just like, "Yeah, cool, all right." And I got like, psyched, so I'm amping myself up. I'm so fucking psyched because I'm going to see the remake and I'm going to rip it a new one is what I was thinking. I was just like, it's not going to be as good as the original. I'm going to be fucking pissed and I'm going to rip it a new one. I cannot fucking wait. Right? Um, so we bowl into the cinema. Like, you got nachos. I've got, like, hot dog, drink. I'm like, we are set. We're ready. Right? And we sat there and we're just like, this film's taking a while to get going. Like, we sit there, we're fucking eating. And that. Just like, oh, and then they put the lights on and they're just like, yeah, What's sorry. Um, we can't, We can't play the film. Something wrong with the yeah, um, and it's not going to be playing. Uh, like so, you can either wait around for like three hours for the next showing or watch something else. Here's a voucher. But I was pissed. I don't blame you to be fair. Oh, I was. I would have oh, that's it. Best place. <laughs> yeah. Done in. Not have been best placed. Mm. Ready for the footage. Mm. No footage. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. <laughs> said the love for the film and stuff but uh, apparently it might not have happened that way because uh, Universal and Paramount turned it down. Disney the bloody Disney all the time poking the nose in there everywhere isn't they? <laughs> everywhere. Yeah they said uh, yeah we'll do it but, but you've got to take all the blood out and make it kid friendly. Obviously fuck no. <laughs> but, but imagine that. Imagine an actual Nightmare on Elm Street Disney version. Oh, that, that conversation did not actually happen. They, they, they said, yeah, but you got to take out... Yeah, I thought you were just thing. joking. No, I thought it was a joke. Well, so that actually happened. Apparently, it, it went to... Universal got turned down, Paramount turned it down, and then Disney was like, yeah, we'll do it, but there's, you got to make it kid-friendly, basically. And then... That yeah, may not be yeah. the case forever, though, because Disney must be working on some sort of secondary studio... Because they with the star and stuff. No, more of the case they've got Deadpool now. They've already confirmed basically Kevin Feige or however you say his name is like, don't worry, we won't make Deadpool like What platform would you say kills it for gore? (laughs) Well it's gonna Disney. (laughs) No, um, I don't know. I don't know what platform would I'd personally say Amazon kills it a bit to be honest with you with like the boys and stuff the amount of graphic imagery in the boys and whatever like that's that's some yeah but then you've got Netflix that's had some pretty violent shows yeah but Amazon have also endorsed The Walking Dead as well in that one 
I think we should have. I so, think we should have an episode where we talk about the streaming wars. We talk. We talk, no. We talk about. Uh, no, good. I was going to say we talk it's about so the what, who <laughs> like we do a little gore gore awards. We talk about films that were like oh that's savage. Like one I can name off the top of my head, and I don't even like the film. I thought the film was quite boring. But one of the saws, there's like two big blocks of ice, and they just go <laughs> and crush this guy's head. And I was like, whoa, what the fuck? Um, or in Seven, is it, with Brad Pitt, and there's that guy who's been dehydrated, and he's been in the bed, and he's like, oh, like that. And I was like, whoa, what the... That's not really cool, but um, like, it was like, oh, fuck that, that's gross. What's the... Yeah, uh, now nah, Walking Dead with uh, the... the uh, what's his name? Um, death. Oh, what? Uh, oh, flipping hell. Glenn. Glenn's death, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. Let's not go into that. I'm oh. sorry. And I don't mind admitting to <laughs> anyone listening. That was too much for me. That was too realistic. It's to the point where I was like, I don't need... No, no, it's a bit too far for me. I actually prefer it over-dramatised. Like, that is it. That's all I have to say about Glenn's death. I, don't, I genuinely don't know. I've watched it twice, and it fucks me up every time. And I refused on the second time. I went, this is never happening again. Yeah, spoiler warning. <laughs> Wait, you haven't seen Walking Dead? I would I do. Don't watch I Walking Dead. Dead. It's a bloody like, uh, long series, man. I no, wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't I just, quite get invested. Right. But you I said, wait, wait, wait did you say a bit of a spoiler warning? I was warning. Yeah, you kind of spoil it for the audience if they haven't watched Walking Dead. But we're oh, yeah, but they're going to know. Oh, no, 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 we haven't. You know. We really haven't. No, no, I'm, I'm, yeah. no, I'm joking. <laughs> I, I am joking. There's plenty more left for expectations in that scene. I can't watch Walking Dead because the concept bugs me that all these zombies are around and there's multiple seasons and not single one of them evolves or... Oh, some has, of them like, do, in, in a sense. Some of them do. It just... It feels like there's not a lot of gas in that tank. No, um, they're very much So, like, the premise alone, if, I, if I'm not being met with, oh, by the way, yeah, these zombies are getting smarter, they're getting, like, mutated, they're getting extra arms, they're fucking turning into spider zombies, you know, like, I'm good. like, okay, cool, like, you know, that's a, that's a clear path to more stuff, but this concept of zombies, people... It's got to come to some sort of conclusion just, eventually, surely. Like, it honestly it's... becomes just a, oh, we're going to rest here... Oh no, we're gonna right. find out by some I'm... people. We're gonna run away, and then it's like, and then it's like, oh, but they're humans who are actually right. after you, sort of thing. It's like, oh, we're gonna rest here, another fucking war. Right, I am glad. It's like it just does it for I the am whole glad that he's brought this already. up. I am glad that he brought this up, um, because just as general as a topic, I'm glad we're addressing this. One thing I want to see, and this even includes Marvel, as much as I love it, to the point where you go, right, stop, stop, no, that's enough, stop milking it. Because The Walking Dead was like, oh, we're The Walking Dead. Now, there's fear of The Walking Dead. Yeah. And there's other stuff. It's just like, like this said, eventually you've got to, for me, eventually you've got to come to a conclusion. Walking Dead on the Prairie. Eventually you've got to come to a conclusion and it upsets me when you get a few scenarios where one, it gets milked to the point where it's like, ridiculous. Um, I'll be honest, I was watching Walking Dead and as we've already got the spoilers in here now, um, when he got to the tiger and it was like, oh no, but the tiger likes him because he helped him. It's like, no, fuck off. When that tiger gets hungry, he's going to fucking eat him. Um, it's a tiger. Anyway, the point being is though, it gets to a point where even the new Star Wars movies are a great example. I wish people would leave things alone. Game of Thrones and a shit ending. I was, I was greatly disappointed by that. 
and no, no longer than five minutes after oh, everyone had when absolutely that, pans that, Steve? they went, we're making a prequel series. Christ. Simmer down. Take a breath. It's yeah. going to be fine. Stop spoiling every show for everyone. Well. You don't see Game of Thrones? Oh, no, I have. I have. I didn't, know, I didn't actually say anything like, like, you know, some, some people are no still halfway through. So no details. before you start... Yeah, on another show. There will be a, there will be a random intersection within this recording, and someone will just hear. By the way, spoilers. <laughs> um, I will. Because um, no, I don't here. want to spoil it for people. Like I said, people. Some people are not stay with that, and if they click on Nightmare on Elm Street, they're not expecting this. But um, what I'd say is, is a wrap up on that subject before we wrap up all together. I'm glad you brought out because sometimes I think that some things do just get milked though. And and I think the biggest example right now is Star Wars. It's too much Star Wars stuff. I love Star Wars, but there's... Yeah, but Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. And Mandalorian is banging, mate. And that's because you've got John Favera on that shit. Um, that's why it's banging. And I, lo- I do love the Mandalorian. No, take away Tiki. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what the, greatest, the other greatest thing about Mandalorian is. All right, not all together. But at least a major lack of lightsabers. It's nice for once to explore another side of Star Wars and go, put the lightsabers away because it's an easy get out. We all love a lightsaber, but I want to see something else. So, and I loved it because it was like a weird western. It's like a space western. I thought that was pretty Yeah, cool. that's a good take on it. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was wicked. And like, um, my friend, my friend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Our Joe, as, as we know him, our friend Joe. Um, he's the, he said he's made put it like this, and I think this is the perfect way to put the Mandalorian. It's like a kid in the seventies playing with their Star Wars toys, and I was like, y- yes. But yeah, anyway, fuck Star Wars. We'll talk about that another time. Um, nothing to Disney or Lucasfilms. Um, but as a wrap up, um, thanks for joining us, Diz. I appreciate it. Um, it's nice to have someone who knows the franchise so well, because um, I obviously don't, and I know this isn't your favourite say, franchise. Because um, yours is Child's Play. Um, next yeah, week. Freddy's number two. Huh? So. <laughs> what about Freddy? Oh, Freddy's number two. Yeah. Um, but um, next week we're talking about. I wouldn't say it's my favourite franchise, but I definitely love that original, and I actually really like the Rob Zombie version. But enough on that until next week, which will be Halloween, which I'm looking forward to doing. Which um, Halloween? We're going to do the original, mm-hmm. and talk about the Rob Zombie 2007. Remake. The 1979 version? Yeah. The original one, The Boogeyman. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, and... I made a funny comment the other day yeah. about The Boogeyman. And that is that, as a kid, we got told about The Boogeyman, didn't we, right? Yeah. But nowadays, kids have got stuff like Slenderman and all the other things and stuff on the internet, which is just, like, so much scarier. They're actually picture, like, you get told The Boogeyman yeah. as a kid, you've, like, you've put a mental image in your head sort of thing, and that's what it is. But... Kids could now be like, Momo and stuff like that. that, that Fuck that. Like, that is unlucky, kids. Fuck you, internet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I'm I'm very much looking forward to covering covering Halloween. Um, But yeah, um, as an all rounds, just a a wrap up, I know we briefly said about it, but. yeah, like I said, I'd give it. I'd give it. I think after all this discussion, actually, I'd possibly change my scoring to Nine on Elm Street to a six. It was more what you said about the um, the 
the time and the way it was designed and all, all of the, the went into it. And I think I'd probably change it to a six, to be fair. So fair enough. I stick with the seven. Yeah. Yours but I, I'll seven. go with this as well. I'll put point five on it. And, and yours is a general <laughs> movie goer, eight point five. But as a big fan, ten out of ten. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us on such a good movie, and you can join us next week when we talk about Halloween. Yes. Mm, thanks, au revoir. Au revoir. <laughs>